this is I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, here's here's the secret to a happy life, Katie. Uh, no. Take take the secret. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to The Spirited Body. Um, I want to welcome all the fellow experiences out there uh, to our podcast. Uh, This is the podcast where we talk about activating your spirit, living from your spirit in your daily actions and having spirit, your spirit present in your everyday experiences. My guides want to show you how to interpret your life through the lens of your highest self so it can be easier more joyful, and more satisfying. After all, we're all just spirits in a physical body. I'm James Vager. Uh, I'm your host. I'm a psychic. I do some channeling. Um, I do readings for people. And I'm here with my beautiful, wonderful, intelligent co-host, Katie. Wow, what an intro. You like that one? I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's the standard practice moving forward. I'll type that. I'll type that in. <laughs> Please do. Um, um, and uh, everyone, welcome. It's been a, a few weeks. I had a college drop off uh, since we last Tell met. us about that. Um, it was uh, quite emotional. Mm. Uh, it was. Is it like mixed emotions? Like, like you're ready for it, but also not ready. Or it's just like you weren't ready. Uh, I definitely was ready uh, for them to spread their wings and experience life in a new way and seeing how much they changed and seeing that sort of pressure being released. It was almost like, you know, a pressure valve was released uh, when I said goodbye. And uh, sometimes the, the buildup to the transition is often what I have found worse than just the actual, you know what I mean? Yep. And so they could have just been all that pressure of, of the big, you know, it's a big change at that age to move away from all your friends and yes. family and life as you know it. There's just no pillars of stability or grounding of what you know. Yeah. And, and you know, they had a pretty, as we've talked about, they've had a pretty trying, stressful uh, last couple of years yeah. here. And I think it was really just that release to see them exhale. Start anew. And, and just sort of step into themselves and who they've wanted to be and felt restricted from being. And even just in one day, it was everybody, I was with my sister and her husband and, and my partner and, and everybody commented mm. what a difference just in 24 hours. Wow. It was gratifying. But what's interesting, uh, and I've talked to other parents who just lit, I, like three of my friends did college drop offs this year and, uh, what's interesting is coming back and it's like, you know, think of the amount of background space in your brain that's occupied with thinking about planning for your kids. Mm -hmm. And then that goes away. It's like a weird sense of freedom that you have in a way now. It it is, but it's almost like a little bit of an empty space where I'm like, Oh, Oh, 
what am I, what am I going to do with this? It's a little uh, scary in a way like, Oh, that's a big gap. Mm. Do I have enough in my life to, to fill that gap? And I know that's probably not the best, as I say it out loud, it's not the best way to interpret it, but that's almost how it it feels. And, um, so I, Nathan's like, are you doing okay? And I was like, you know, <laughs> of course he came to talk to me today and I started crying about it. Cause it just, you know, it comes in waves where, you know, and I said, it's, it's funny, you know, being in my house without them, there's a, there's an, a little bit of an emptiness and it's like, where do I put that energy now mm-hmm. uh, that was taken up uh, by them? So, um, but I mean, I, I'm super happy for them and I, and I know they're going to do great. And it was so nice to see how happy they were. Um, so um, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> big changes. Yeah. Big changes. Fall's always a big season of change. I feel like and you? more than other seasons. You're doing okay. Yeah. I, <clears throat> Good couple weeks. I did a kindergarten transition, which went terribly. Uh, that's okay. My child's very much the product of the pandemic. Not a lot of socialization and she's not as flexible and likes predictability. And we just turned her world upside down in a night. Like, Oh, you're going to kindergarten. Um, of course we talked about it a lot, but you don't really understand until you're there. Uh, luckily she's held by a good group of people in a good space, but it just, it's hard to watch your kids. I think regardless of the age or what it is they're experiencing, go through any type of, uh, internal emotional challenge that you can't do anything about. You just have to hold space for. And so, you know, I just held space but those, those, ex- and then of course they got sick and then I got sick and then I was like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna keep going here. Kindergarten's amazing. Yeah. So no, I've been, I've been okay. I've been, it, it was funny because, um, I've been feeling really, I don't know why this is. Maybe it's the, I noticed it when the season started to change, you know, it's like, you know, fall really starts on what, like September 21st or something, but like about two or three weeks before that, everyone starts to feel like, here we go. It's coming. Energetically, we're shifting into this season. And I don't know why for me, I just feel this, the transition from summer to fall more than any other transition. And, um, but I was feeling just like so neutral and I was like, why do I feel this neutral about everything, even though there's like a lot going on, you know? Um, I would say that at this point in my life, I've had the most going on in the last couple months than ever, really. And then you texted me and said, uh, oh, next podcast topic's going to be neutrality. And I said, <laughs> of course it is. So I have a lot of questions today, actually. Okay. That'd be great. Uh, I love it when you ask the questions. I just think it's so weird when I experience those things in my life and then you text me that while they're going on. Well, I think too. Maybe I should start texting you <laughs> what I'm feeling. Like, what the topic is. Yeah. Um, but I also want to recognize the you're doing a lot of work. You're doing a lot of internal work. Yeah. And uh, that when you start creating those new understandings, that brings with it a sense of a stronger sense of self. Mm-hmm. And the stronger your sense of self, the stronger your ability to be neutral. Yeah. And it's weird because I feel like I've had to do um, a lot of surrendering just to the idea that when you make these steps, you don't always get to know what the outcome is going to be. And it could actually be really hard for a little while, you know? So uh, personally, I've been making a lot of strides and efforts to really be checking in with myself and creating more boundaries 
like that create a little bit more for me because I, I do tend to, to show up in service of others a lot. And I am starting to see that that doesn't always serve me. So that is a big change for me. And then, you know, just even in my business, I've been behind the scenes for seven years and everyone is like, sorry, you're not, you don't get to play that role anymore. Now you're in front of investors, you're in front of, you know, you're in, you're, you're, you're forward facing in the company now and you just have to take that role. And I know that that sounds kind of silly because I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to be the one who's in. And so I've had to really overcome like why, what, like I had to record this whole thing yesterday for this like in, investor video and I had our production crew here and everything. And I just, I had a shitty attitude and I was like, I went home last night and I just said, what is it in me that makes me not want to do this? And it's not that I don't want to do it. It's like, I do want to do it, but there's something in me that's coming to terms with what, what parts of me have to be let go in order to now move into this role. I can't be the introvert behind the scenes all the time anymore. That's not what's being asked of me. And if I actually want to move forward with a mission I have in my business, I have to I have to surrender to those parts of myself that I thought were me that are not, they're not serving me anymore. And so it makes me think a lot about attachment and um, expectations. And like the minute I say I'm an introvert, even I put myself in a box and I limit myself to so many things. And so I'm just really having to evaluate the narrative and you know, you know what the, you know what the summary of the work that I've been doing is, is the narrative or the story or the things that I thought were me. I've sort of like opened my arms to all those and I've put all of those labels down and I said, time to rebuild the story. We're not doing that story anymore. Um, and I'm just going to interject one little thing. When I uh, do readings for people or people ask me questions and I get, you know, sort of spiritually based answers, um, what they say is you don't have to go from black to white you just need to open the door to the possibility that something else exists mm -hmm. because that loosens your grip. Yeah. You don't have to understand the truth that there's a infinite possibilities that you are infinite. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's like eating the whole cake. Yeah. But if you just could say, you know what, when you let's take the word introvert, for example, and you say, is it a possibility that I'm not? Or is it a possibility that's not the whole That's just maybe truth. a part of me, but not that's the whole part. thing. That's a part. Yeah. And just that loosens your vision. It allows you to, that possibility in, and then you can't hold so tightly to one thing anymore. Even just the idea of it loosens your grip. Yeah. And I, have I talked about this before? Like the thing, maybe I've brought it up a thousand times, but I think about it almost every day. So I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> they did some study on, remember this? I told you how many, how many different ways there to were to do, do dishes. dishes. Yeah. And there was like 250 ways yeah. to do the dishes. <laughs> so I always think about like, that's a very simple task. Yes. So I'm basically, it just points to the infinite possibilities that there really are. And so like to be so solidified in my sense of self, you don't know who the fuck you are. You don't. And, and that's what the exploration is and being willing and able. And the just, person that I was, it's not my, that, that person's allowed to evolve and I'm yes. allowed to learn about that new person. Yeah. I just am so exhausted <laughs> that I just can't do it anymore. And you know, the funny thing is when you do that, People get a little 
people get scared around you, you a little bit. Are breaking those patterns. But even in my even in my business, as I've kind of come out of my shell and I'm like, no, this is how this is we're gonna go this path and I'm making more calls and I'm being a little bit more like, okay, you can put me in front of the camera. You can do this. Let's go. I, I can even see like like a little, everyone's super supportive. They've actually been pushing me, but do you know what I mean? You can yeah. sense the like, well, we haven't seen this side of Katie and I can, you know, the closest people in my life though, they're like, yes, we love these parts of you. We knew these parts existed. And that is how, you know, how your people are, who yeah. your people are. They, there's been no judgment. There's, I mean, it's, you know, like you and Nina and Amy and Stephanie, you guys are just like, Hey, bring it. We love these parts of you. Absolutely. Just do it. And then this is one thing uh, that I'm going to make a correction on. I bet that it's actually more work to hold on oh. to your beliefs than it is to let them go. Guaranteed. I can already feel that. It's just, you know what it is? It's like, it's just that first step over the line of like, can I let this go? And then when you get a little bit of oxygen from that, you're like breathing a little better. And then the second step and you're breathing a little better. And it's not to say that in parallel, hard changes aren't happening. People aren't reacting. Things aren't falling apart because you let that thing go. But the breath that you get, the air, the oxygen that you get from making those little steps is enough to feel how different it is to hold it together, to keep going. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And Don't so get me wrong. I have moments of like thinking about I mean, that, that saying ignorance is bliss where you just, I, I remember being so asleep at the wheel and then I'm like, well, how asleep am I still in like in five years, how asleep will I have thought I am now? Does that make sense? Yes. It is easier in some sense, but it's easier for your physical body, but it's painful for your soul Yeah, absolutely. and your soul always knows. And, um, so instead of, I want everyone to hear this, that's listening and, and, and working toward being more spiritually connected, more spiritually satisfied, more integrated into their life and who they are and reducing that resistance. You don't have to go from black to white. You need to go from black to less black. Yeah. And not even, you don't even need to move there. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that you can't, that if you believe in black and you're just holding on to black, that there's a possibility that you're actually less black. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that that's what they want you to understand is just that little sliver of understanding, of acceptance, of acknowledgement, creating that extra bit of possibility is about, it's just that easing factor and that your grip loosens mm -hmm. internally. I think, yeah, acceptance breeds a lot of uh, freedom. And accepting that you, you know, the fact that we can, like you said, it's like holding it all together about who you think you are does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of energy. It takes a lot of fight. And it's just a facade anyway. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> going to keep going with it. Yeah. And I feel lighter as a result. Yeah. And I, and, um, so we're going to start the channel. And the channels on. I feel neutral. <laughs> I feel super neutral about this topic. <laughs> um, and so we're going to talk about neutrality and and what they want us to understand about neutrality. Um, I want to. What can I ask a question before we go into yeah. it? Done. Maybe you'll just answer it. And um, but one of the things that came up for me while I was thinking about neutrality was 
what's the difference between neutrality and numbness or denial? Because when you're in a state of numbness or denial, you, you do kind of feel a little neutral. So how do you decipher between those two? I'm curious. Um, I'm going to read the channel. I want you to put a pin in that question. Okay. And, um, we're going to circle back to that okay. <laughs> in my business week. Um, we're going to put a pin in that question because honestly, I did this channel like two weeks ago. So I really don't remember a lot of the content. So it's I feel be like, like if you could have done it this morning, you still wouldn't I, remember. I, I, yeah. I mean, you're it's right. It's just like, you kind of like black out. <laughs> yeah. I've watched your channel. I'm like, you're not James. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm going to read, read the channel and then uh, we're going to go we'll answer the question if it's not answered in the channel and then we'll circle back to it uh, in the context of it. So let me get my glasses on. Let me have a sip of my iced caffeinated beverage. My favorite thing is um, when I ask you what your coffee order is every time before I come here, I'm like, what kind of mood is James in today? (laughs) Last, last time I'm going to share the story really quick before we start. (laughs) Was it our first, we had been out for a little while for some reason and it was like one of our first episodes back. And well, then, so it was the first episode of second season. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, I'll meet you there, blah, blah, blah. And we get there. And then like the, all the lock systems broke on my, well, before I texted you, what do you want? And you said, I want a missile with an ad shot. And I went, oh shit, <laughs> is James okay today? And then we met up and then the op, we couldn't get the lock to work. And then we got the other keys and then that didn't work. And we were just like, fuck this. But today you have black coffee. So I'm like, oh, it was a really neutral choice. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Okay. I'm ready. Neutrality. Hear us when we say to you that we are here for your understanding and easement of your life in your physical plane. There is much to learn and for us to teach for you to find ease and satisfaction. We have provided so much information on how to improve the ease of your life that you could spend the rest of it in peace and ease with what we have already shared. Everything is there. We say this to let you know that the more you learn, the greater the potential for improvement becomes. Also understand that the more you practice and process what we have already instructed, the deeper your understanding and connections will become. You will begin to open this information like a flower and see the many layers and interconnectedness of this knowledge. As we have said before, this process creates joy and satisfaction for us as it increases your knowledge and ability to bring communion into your life and to your world. We have said many times that to change yourself is to change the world. Can you feel that? Take a pause for a moment and truly reflect on the understanding that changing yourself is the only responsibility that you have. For an alteration in your understanding of the world is a change in how you behave in it. Changing your understanding of your behavior is a change in your understanding of others and subsequently a change in your treatment of others. It is a key concept that you understand that you do not have to change the world through others. You just have to change yourself. More accurately, you just have to know yourself. Just the small little task. <laughs> the details. <laughs> We know that through the listening and practice of this information, you will have a better understanding of yourself and your reactions and behaviors, which will lead to greater ease in the world you live in. This is the basic understanding that we want you to have in your mind as we speak to you of neutrality and the idea of it as it applies to your world. 
This topic of neutrality has with it many interpretations on your planet. We want to assure you that the neutrality that we speak of is not the removal of emotions. Uh-oh. Okay. This well, is I, answering my question. Here we yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> it is not callous disregard or unemotional detachment from others or forgetting emotional connection to what you love or hold dear. We speak of existing energetically from a place of assuredness and security, which prevents being pulled into others' attachments, relationships, and reactions. Can you say that one more time? That, oof, that's <laughs> giving me the chills all over. We speak of existing energetically from a place of assuredness and security, which prevents being pulled into others' attachments, relationships, and reactions. This includes your own. So it's not avoiding the emotions that exist with another person or a situation. It's about not becoming attached to their. It's not being drawn in or pulled <clears throat> into another person's attachments, relationships, and reactions. So being so assured and knowledgeable about who you are. I see. That that other person's own attachments and relationships and reactions don't alter yours. I see. And they take it a step farther by saying, this includes your own, that you don't get pulled in your highest self, your assuredness in who, yourself, in who you are, doesn't get pulled into your own attachments and relationships and reactions. So I'm going to take trickier. Yes. <laughs> it's much trickier. You, I always get it. And then you take me to the next space where I go, Oh, that's going to be harder to understand. So let me take a pause briefly for a moment here and talk about attachments, relationships. Okay. Okay. So how the council talks and means those words. Um, so we have a better understanding. And, and I think that uh, Later on, we're going to do a podcast, an episode that's simply about the attachments and, and then maybe another one that's simply about relationships, Okay, how they define them. Okay. Yeah. So when they talk about relationships in this context, they're talking about your compass. We've talked about the internal compass that we all have mm -hmm. and that when we have our internal compass pointing us toward our true self and what our true self once and what reverberates with her true self. And as um, <laughs> Gen Z says vibes with our highest self. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that is the relationship that we should always have as the, as okay. our compass. So that when they talk about relationships, they're talking about where our compass is pointed. Yes. And that relationship to ourself is primary. And when they point to relationships, what they mean is where have we altered that really our compass is our compass pointed to um, our future. Is it pointed to our past? Is it pointed to another person? Uh, there's a number of different relationships that, that they basically say there's a number of basic ones. I think it's, Four relationships. I can't, I don't know off the top of my head, but there's basic ones. There's like four, five, something like that. Okay. 
basic relationships that we as humans turn towards. We switch that internal compass from but our highest self to something else. But they're else. saying that the compass needs to be turned only, or the goal should be only to your highest self. Yes, only not- your truest self, okay. correct. The other category is attachments. So when we, let me back up in just a second. When we have a relationship toward something else other than ourself, it will never lead us home. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we can pursue, ooh, that I need to make sure that I am, uh, uh, I'm worried about my future. What, what does my future look like? And I'm constantly paying attention to what my future is. This is an example. Okay. And I'm making my decisions based on what I think my future should look like or my worry for what my future is going to be. Okay. My decisions become very different than if I say what's satisfying to my soul. What is reverberating? What is vibing with my highest self? I feel like I'm on an episode of Oprah right now. She talks about this all the time, like coming from that place of intention around what satisfies the soul. Right. Yeah. So that is one. There's a number of different ways that we come askew. But that's a huge concept, James, just for a second to think about day to day in in and out life decisions that you make. I would say most of us are not making decisions from there at all. I agree. And that we live in a society that takes us so far away from that. Uh, yes, because there's a lot of inputs that people have where there's compare and contrast about where you should be in your life, where you shouldn't be. Look how amazing I am. Look where I'm vacationing. Look where I'm living. Look where I'm staying. Look what I just bought. Look at my life. Look at my partner, look at, and all of these things where people are showing. And so our ability to stay on track is very difficult. It, it's, it's skewed, but the way that we know, the way that you can know as an individual person in your life that you are off track and, and understand too, this doesn't mean that every area of your life is off track in this way, Okay, but it could be one area of your life, your finances are garbage or they never work out for you. You never have success in a job or the place that you're living or your relationship is wrong or you're struggling. And there's everybody has different aspects of their life that they're very dissatisfied in. Okay. Trust me. Most people are going to say more than one, but <laughs> well, no, multiple, multiple yeah. aspects of your life that you are dissatisfied with. And what they're saying to you is in that area that you're dissatisfied in that one area of your life that you have dissatisfaction in your relationship is off because you're not. Okay. Does that make sense? So let me try to repeat it back. So if you have an area in your life where you're feeling dissatisfaction, it's important to evaluate how you make decisions in that area of your life, because you're clearly making decisions that are pointed and the compass is pointing in the wrong direction. Yes. Somewhere other than your highest self, your compass and your decisions are coming from your highest self you're not going to feel dissatisfaction. Correct. The podcast is over. (laughs) This is our final episode. That is our final sentence. It's, it's major on top of that. I don't think. (laughs) On top of that. This is a tangent from the read. Like I don't, this is huge. Huge. This is 
I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, here's here's the secret to a happy life, Katie. Uh, no, take take this secret. One hundred percent. Like the the that's why they're they're deck. So let me explain attachments now. Okay. Okay. So that's relationships. So this is where your compass is pointing. Okay. The second aspect of your life is attachments. And attachments come more from your physical uh, mind, physical past mind. So that this is the part of your brain that stores information about how to keep you safe. Okay. And so we all have attachments. And those attachments are unconscious beliefs that we have that are ready to determine our reactions. So you get in those situations where you react quick and you get really angry. Because we had an attachment to a different outcome. You ha- or you have attachment to a belief that is unconsciously driving your reactions. So you might, and so there's a limited number, there's a bunch of different reactions that we, uh, a bunch of different attachments that we So like can your have. kid does something and you get upset. You have a belief and an attachment that kids don't kids act this way with their parents or something and they don't fulfill your expectation. And so your your belief around how they should be showing up is causing your reaction. Um, so, um, yes. So they have they understand there's a number of different attachments that anyone may have. Right. But they all sort of boil down to a few. Across human experience. Okay. And I'll give you an example of one. And this is actually one of the biggest ones as I've encountered it when I've been dealing with people. It's the attachment to a belief in the loss of identity. That if you make a decision or something's someone's doing something to you, you at the root of your defensive reaction or your anger reaction or your scared reaction is that somehow you're going to lose the identity of who you are. Your partner says, no, I want to do this. And you freak out. And at the root of that is an attachment to the belief that if you agree, you're going to lose your identity or that you have the possibility of your identity being taken away. It's actually a very, very common issue with people. So like, give me an example. I can conceptualize this, but I want to like break it down in day-to-day practical terms. So people like, so that I myself and people who are listening can like, can you give me a, um, um, so this is actually one that I've had and I've attached it to my understanding of some of my claustrophobic movement moments, like where I feel claustrophobic. Okay. Um, I have this, it, uh, it's not really, it doesn't really happen anymore, but I, I this is bizarre. I'm going to, can't believe I'm going to share this, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> there was a period in my life where I felt that if I was stuck in traffic, it was very anxiety producing to me because I kept thinking, what if there's a major problem? Mm, I've, I've had this thought. Yeah. And I can't get off this freeway. Like a natural disaster or yeah. something like that. And that idea was rooted in my belief that I would be nothing, that I would just be lost among this crowd of people. And I, no one would know who I was. My identity would be just lost in a sea of people. And so that's an attachment. So if someone, 
Um, I'm trying like to, we, I'm trying we to think. talk about this a lot in our, with our, mem- with our community members, uh, when they're like, I don't have the motivation to exercise. And then they're like, I missed my workout and I feel like shit and I'm, I'm a failure. And I'm like, oops, you just attached yourself to a person who's a failure. And when you attach yourself to the person who's a failure, what does that person do? Fails. They fail. But I feel like we sub, I feel like we do that in little ways all the time and we don't see how powerful even that thought or those words are. And what they really want you to understand is, is it real that you could really lose your identity? As a human, as a person, as a soul, can you lose your identity? Is it possible to lose who you are? Okay, I'm going to pose something to you that's really coming up for me right now. I want to, so I always am very puzzled because my, my, husband, my partner, he always goes through lots of identities. It's like the opposite. He's like fine to throw the old ones away and be like, I want to try this one on for size. Like I've watched him go through so many phases of like, I'm a musician, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a whatever. And I'm always like so fascinated by that process too. Is that like the inverse of what you're talking? No, because that's not really what I'm talking about. Okay. That's not what they're meaning. Okay. They're meaning of you as a person that you will somehow evaporate you as an individual person, you as Katie, me as James will no longer exist. And if you felt so like the stronger, like we have this belief that the more attached we are to who that person is, who that person is, the less likely that that evaporation will happen because there's such a strong identity in that person. Um, hmm. If you are more attached to it, does that make sense? If you are more attached to who you really are, you understand you can feel that you are sovereign. No one can take that away from you. Mm. Nobody. The the thing they often will say to me is, uh, and other people is who would you be if you couldn't move, see, hear, talk? Would you not be Katie? You'd still be Katie. You'd still have your thoughts. I'd still be James. Everyone would still be exactly who they are. That's who you are. There's no taking that away. That exists solely in your spirit. You can't destroy that spirit. Is that making sense? Yeah, but there's something that we're attaching to in the sense of like, if I am that in that state, it's not necessarily that I'm not me or you're not you. It's that the world around me will react differently based on that. Possibly. But that's one step beyond what they're the okay. point I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to describe what an attachment is. So if I have a belief that that part of me, whether it's a wrong belief, but if I had a belief that that truest part of me would disappear, could disappear, and that it's at the mercy of somebody else. So if I'm in a relationship with someone or if I'm stuck in traffic and I believe that a natural disaster or the amount of traffic around me can erase that, my anxiety or my reaction to someone who's coming 
Mm. And asking me to do something that I don't want to do is going to trigger a reaction based in a false belief that they can erase my identity. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's all they're talking about. They're not talking about the specific facts of it. They're talking about us as humans. <laughs> we <laughs> One of the things that we can attach to is that belief that we can be erased by somebody else. And if I feel threatened that you're going to erase my existence, re erase my identity, and you come at me asking if you something, asking me for something that I don't want to do, what's my reaction going to be? Is it going to be lovingly turning you down? Or is it going to be a harsh defense from a place of fear? Mm -hmm. It's just one example. And so there's a difference between relationships and attachments. Relationships is where my overall goal is pointing. And then attachment is the set of beliefs, unconscious beliefs that I carry with me. And those can be carried from past life, like that we don't have to have consciousness around that to have, we don't have to have consciousness around that to have that belief. Uh, correct. Okay. So that's the other thing is like, I think we think gonna, we know our beliefs, but I think that we don't no, always do. 100% correct. And that's why they talk about attachments because they're so unconscious oh. that they set off our reactions very, very quickly. And we may not understand. And so we don't even, we don't even question why we're reacting that way because it happens so automatically. And so what they're saying is when you are bringing it back to neutrality, that being neutral means that you are so comfortable with who you are, that somebody else's improper relationship with their own self and somebody else's attachments won't draw you in. Wow. So you can still have all of your human experience and your, your own emotions, but it's the drawing in of the other that takes you out of that neutrality. hundred percent. And the next step is that you are so assured with your connection to yourself that you don't even let your own attachments and your own relationships, misguided relationships or, or misaligned relationships pull you out of it, which is a lot closer to home, which is a lot more difficult to do. Well, yeah, last night I actually had this question around it was kind of like the first time that I felt like this was happening to me on a really magnified level where I was like, whoa, I feel like all these thoughts are in my mind and I don't even know which thoughts to believe. Have you ever had that? No. Where you're like, just the concept of like you, th that you don't have to believe all the thoughts that are in your mind. Of course. But like, do you ever feel like, I don't know which one feels true or not for me? You have a thought and you're like, is that true? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. That just reminded me of that, of just that idea of the part with the self that you're talking about does feel a little bit more complicated. It does feel a little bit more gray and understanding um, because I, I experience that all the time where I'm like thought, 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 thought. And I'm like, whoa, which one? I got to slow down. Which one? And maybe that's why lots of people recommend meditation because it is that opportunity to slow down, but just that, like, yeah. I don't know what thought to even believe. Yeah. And so, uh, 
that I mean, we'll be talking about this more in a future episode because there's a lot there's a lot there. But uh, I just want to make sure I define those yeah. two terms for people and um, to understand, too, that uh, they've talked about before, like what you need to do is just review. You just need to review those dissatisfying experiences you have through your day from a from a safe in your mind space and go, why did I react that way? Why was that unsatisfying to me? Why, why did that bother me? And being able to have the courage to dissect it enough to go, Oh God, I really felt like that person was trying to take my soul from me and then Mm. go, is that true? Why do I, why do I feel that? And being able to just dismantle it and understand where some of these pieces are coming from. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I wanted to make sure we describe because they're clearly saying and understanding that being neutral is staying within your own assuredness so much that not only are you not going to be affected by someone else's misguided relationships or misaligned relationships or unconscious beliefs, you're not going to be affected by your own misguided relationships and your own attachments Mm -hmm. and unconscious beliefs. And so that's that moment where you're taking that pause between getting, receiving information and responding to the information. Between stimulus and response, yes. there is a choice. Yeah. And so that's, that's a lot of work. And, and again, what they're saying is you don't need to do it in the moment. You, because we have a brain that remembers, because they've given us time on the physical planet to create space. Whenever you say the word planet, I feel like we lose a listener. (laughs) Oh shit. They're going to get into alien stuff. Like, I don't know why I'm like, every time he says planet, I'm like, we just lost someone else. So, um, so that's, uh, so that's important to understand that we have the ability to review and change. And we have physical time to create space that allows us to do that review And then the energetic thought that we have where we release that belief or acknowledge it so that we can release and understand it better, that's energetic. And that doesn't have time. So we get to change our life forward and backward. Crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need to take like a break or something. I don't know. Okay. Go on. I guess. Was that a lot? That was a, that was a lot. Okay. So I'm going to back up a couple sentences. Okay. (laughs) Are you doing all right? I'm doing okay. Do you need some resuscitation over there? A little bit. (laughs) Let's see. Um, we want to assure you that neutrality that we speak of is not the removal of emotions. It is not callous disregard or unemotional detachment from others or forgetting emotional connection to what you love or hold dear. We speak of existing energetically from a place of assuredness and security, which prevents being pulled into others' attachments, relationships, and reactions. This includes your own. For neutrality exists as an observer first. Neutrality creates a small gap between observation and reaction. It allows the clear interpretation of what is happening around you and inside of you 
so you may react from a place of recognition and understanding, security and knowing, comfort and solidity. We have detailed the many ways that your physical past mind interprets, anticipates, and compares in order to maintain safety and the ways that your physical body can interfere with your ability to be present as well as the information that you receive from your soul can influence and direct behavior and response. This myriad of inputs can be overwhelming and easily provide too much data, contradictory data, to provide a sense of security, comfort, and safety. It is easy to understand why neutrality can be so difficult to achieve, especially when observing and interacting outside of your own space, meaning your internal self. Mm -hmm. Let us give you a simple way to understand the idea of neutrality. These three main realms that provide information to you are quietest when they are aligned. When the realms of body, mind, and soul are aligned, the information they are providing to you is simple, direct, cohesive. Understand that these realms that we mention are also the past, present, and eternal as interpreted and represented physically in your being on earth. You doing all right? Uh-huh. Just processing. Past is the physical mind which stores memories of the past and brings them with you wherever and whenever you go. Your physical body represents the present as you are constantly receiving information through your body about your present moment. Your sensations always feeding you information about now. Lastly, your soul brings you information and connection from the eternal all working continuously and for your benefit. When these realms are aligned, the information is congruent, like three branches of a stream that converge. This quieting of the discord allows for a steady message that does not bring discord, but harmony. Can you feel the steadiness that aligning these energies will provide? We feel you knowing that this creates calm and peace, and we also feel the questions on how to achieve this state. As with all work on this plane, we encourage you to feel into the ease with which you can be touched, for reaching it is not the challenging part. It is the staying in the space that is the challenge. Let us say to you that the achievement of alignment of your three realms can be achieved by aligning and balancing the energy centers in your body. You refer to these centers as your chakras. This balancing of your energy zones is a rapid way to align your three realms. There are many methods available to you to accomplish this task and to practice this energetic flow. None are wrong or bad. Do whichever feels good to your energy flow and presence. This balancing and awakening of your energy centers connects or pins your realms together, giving you alignment. This is not the only way to achieve alignment of the three realms. You can get glimpses of it through meditation, release of attachments, and other activities that ground you in the present and focus your mind in a pleasurable, non-threatening activity. So I'm going to pause for just a second. Are you okay? <laughs> okay. This is a very, I didn't really remember how like sort of semantically, logistically this this channel is. So it reminds me sometimes my nine-year-old will come to me and say, Ooh, your energy's not really rooted in your chakras right now. <laughs> if she doesn't get an answer that she wants. 
I, spiritual manipulation. I love it. <laughs> She's like, your energy's really up here. I'm wondering if you can get more in your root chakra. I'm like, okay. But it's true. It sounds like that is a way. If what I'm hearing you say is that if you're feeling like, you know, the, 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 the past, uh, and then the physical body being the present and then your eternal being the guide. If you're feeling like there's disconnect that getting centered in those, those energy anchors or chakras, um, is a way to, to actually achieve that cohesiveness, bringing that alignment in so that the information mm -hmm. you're having to process is aligned. Okay. So that answers the question I just asked before this, when you feel like, whoa, 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 there's so many thoughts and I don't, I don't know which one to believe that is my indication that maybe I need a little bit of rebalancing. Yeah. And the other thing, the last thing they said is, yes, you can do this through meditation and there's, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can look at a million different ways to do chakra aligning. And, and there's like, none of them are wrong. Cause as long as it leads you, it feels good to you. Great. That's it. The other thing they pointed out, which I really liked is they said, they described it as, uh, in a pleasurable, non-threatening activity. So the people that do art, paint, ceramics, music, you know, think of the activities that you enjoy doing that sort of put you in that space where you're not threatened and you're just doing what you want to do. That is like an alignment. Flow. Yeah, because you are bringing yourself so perfectly to the present that you allow yourself to open. Oh, wow. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. It's like pick an activity that you know will put you in that state of flow. Yeah. And it's typically something you just enjoy. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. And I think that that was fascinating because it's like, oh, just do that more. Do the thing that you really enjoy <laughs> a lot more. And maybe that's linked to what I was saying earlier about just how I do feel this part of me, like knowing that you know, I only have a certain number of energy units I can give a day and I want to participate in things like that more, maybe because I'm feeling the benefit of that, which is that alignment that you're speaking of. A hundred percent. And then it gives you opportunity to practice neutrality more throughout your day so that you don't feel like someone's actually taking stuff away from you. Because you're in the practice and the art of bringing those three parts of you together for alignment and the only way it's like the, the more disconnection there is the greater chance for not being able to experience neutrality. And the more we practice bringing that alignment, which, which I will say is one of the driving forces in the work that I do outside of here is like getting people to move in their body in a non-threatening way, right? Like a lot of the work I do is yeah. like, do not use my product to lose weight and to think that you have to look a certain way. Like sh that's shitty intentions. Like, create connection with yourself and move your body. And, um, I do feel like just that simple act of non-threatening, meaning I'm not here to do this to look a certain way, but I'm here to just connect with myself does like, you know, even like on the, the human experience, we can talk about science and how it does that, but it does connecting with your physical body in the presence does bring those three together. Absolutely. And I'm sure if we all just stopped for a minute, we could think about those times where we were doing something somatically or physically that really did just kind of everything felt a little lighter yeah. after and grounded and centered, aligned, peaceful. Okay. A neutral state creates the space for evaluation and assessment of your own thoughts, 
as well as others. It removes the lenses that you have created to interpret the world around you. Let us also recognize and bring to focus that you all have lenses and those lenses do not always work universally in your life, but can work in certain areas only. For example, you may feel and interpret threat in your work that you do not use to interpret your romantic relationships. Your lenses can be situational. Yes, another layer to the human experience. The world around you and within you is constantly providing you with information and opportunities to provide you the care, support, and reinforcement to enhance your human experience. The world around you and within you is constantly providing you with information and opportunities to provide you the care, support, and reinforcement to enhance your human experience. It is not a threat. Nothing in this world is against you. Nothing. So we might interpret something against us, but it's really just an opportunity that we're choosing not to see as an opportunity. What's what lens are you wearing? Where's your relationship aligned in that moment? What attachment are you reacting from in that moment? Which links back to the other episode you did about there's no mistakes because that doesn't exist in a world where you're given opportunity to. Yes. And I think that this was, this to me is really huge. That idea that nothing in the world is against you and that the world and the universe is constantly providing you with information and opportunities to provide you the care, support and reinforcement to enhance your human experience. Nothing is against you. I, how many of us really feel that on a day-to-day basis constantly constantly that, that nothing is a threat. I think that's a very rare situation. I mean, especially I feel like, I don't know in, in the age of information, uh, we are so aware of so many threats that we never were even aware of, but still existed. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the downsides. Mm-hmm. Is that and and the and the understanding too that people that provide that information that shows up on your phone or in your Facebook or in your feed or whatever has an angle. It all has an angle. It's all manipulated to manipulate you to create a reaction. You that's a that's a someone else's reaction. That's someone else's belief being. Uh, delivered to you to evoke in a reaction from you. All of it. Wow. Anyway, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. This is a big one. I didn't realize how, how, <laughs> Clearly. how packed this one was. Nothing in the world is against you. Nothing. We say this so you may truly know that what you perceive as a threat is your lens standing in the way of knowledge. Hear us when we say to you that knowledge of the world would bring safety, security, and achievement of your desires. Neutrality allows the best opportunity for that interpretation, recognition. Imagine if you knew that your entire existence and interaction with the world outside of you is merely information to help you achieve your innermost desires 
and peace and happiness. How would you change your behavior? How would you encounter the world? How would you begin to change your reactions? Your feelings of safety and security. This is the true state of your world. This is why we say to you that you cannot be off your path. Your path is only leading you toward communion with your higher self. Do you wish to take the long route or the shortcut? Practice neutrality, align your energy centers, participate in activities that bring alignment to your realms. From here, you can remember that feeling and bring that feeling into your daily life. As always, you cannot get it wrong. The world exists for you and not against you. Eternal peace, past release, present focus. That was a packed one. It was a lot of concepts, but I feel like, I don't know. I think when you read these things, everybody takes something different. There's a lot in there. And um, sometimes I'm like, whoa, I don't, there's so many pieces. And, and then it's like, doesn't matter. Like everyone's just going to get a piece of what they feel is important and what they need to hear. And that's what they were meant to hear at that time. And, and interpret. Yeah. From for me today, it was a full, um, for me, it was, it was the part about the somatic stuff. Cause I've been overwhelmed with a lot of thoughts lately. I'm like, Oh, aha, this thought. And do I believe that? Or do I go? And it's like, Oh, and right when you said that, it's just a little bit of a disconnect and you need to do so. And here's a practical tool to get more aligned so that you can feel a little bit more ease and a little bit more clarity and a little bit more neutrality. But you said a thousand other things. And so I don't know which other one you want to go into, but I do feel like everyone kind of listens to these and then can be like, whoa, that really resonated. Yes. Uh, everybody, no matter what, and, and the place that they are in, in the moment they listen to it, I've had people, I've had a number of people tell me, oh, I just rewind it and listen to it again. I, I constantly am rewinding and listening to what they said and rewinding and listening to it, what they said. Um, I, I'm going to tell you just, I'm going to plug it right now. If you go to the spiritedbody.com, I have all of the channels written out. Oh, you do. So you can go and read them. Okay. So any moment where you're like, what did they say in that forgiveness one? What did they say? Like the actual text. Yes. And the communication, um, it's the full text. You don't have to hear our witty mm -hmm. banter in between. Uh, you can go right to it and read it. And every time you read it, you're going to pull a little bit more Something information different. out of it that resonates with it, with that moment. I think that the, the, there's a lot of information in this and uh, rereading it and connecting with it in a way that because I hadn't, I'm, I'm so, uh, you know, a few weeks removed from it um, is that idea that nothing in the world ex is existing against you. And it's only your interpretation, the lens that you're looking at in the world as being a threat. And that is very powerful information. And I don't know how many people in this world planet are <laughs> um, really understand that. And that from a neutral space, from a truly neutral space, you can see that that is all it's doing is bringing you information. All it's doing is bringing you information to make the next step so you can have a satisfying life. 
But if you were looking at it through a different lens, you can't see You're going to go the slow path. And the universe is constantly showing up. You make a decision and the whole universe is showing up to show you something else. To get you to steer you, to turn you back to your path. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know what's so funny is I did this um, energy work with, with this woman. I would do it over Zoom. She's in Spain. She does like wild energy work. And in the sessions with her, I would yawn like 50 times. And I'm like, I feel like I'm losing control of my ability to not yawn. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Some people break down crying. Yawn. It's just a way that your body is moving really energy. Same. I've yawned like 20 times in this episode. And I don't know why. And then I was like, oh, um, whatever you're saying is moving some sort of energy in my body. Like sometimes I want to be so cerebral with everything. And like I had a therapist tell me once, like you might get praised for some of your intelligence, but it's also a coping mechanism that doesn't always serve you. And uh, so like you have to not to say that I'm there's definitely not the smartest person in the pool, but I feel like sometimes I try to go to the like cognitive processing intellectual side of dissecting it and understanding it. And like sometimes we we just have to sit in it and not try to understand it so much. Just be in it, be in the concept. There is a, there was a moment uh, where my guides told me, they told me when I, when I was um, uh, writing some of this text down, uh, especially when it came to when I was creating my deck that just reading the, the way that they've transmitted the information and transmitted the, how the words that were written, that that carries with it an energetic transference at a, 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 mm. some sort of energetic yeah. um, power that, uh, that just reading it is going to alter you. But I think that my, I'll just speak for myself. I think that there is, when you are trying to process intellectually something, if you do that too much, you do lose that connection with your body in a way. And the body, like you said, in this reading has like so much to offer in terms of information and it's like what that lady said to me, like your body just wants to move the energy and process the energy. So you're going to yawn a lot here. And I'm like, that's so weird. But I think that just even having awareness around that and, and just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to accept like the physical, like even in this episode, I feel like I want to like, like stretch and move. And I don't know why it's, uh, I, I mean, I can see it. I know it. I understand it. I understand what you're saying. They, uh, they're, pr they are present here. Whenever we do this, they are very present uh, with me and in the room, they, uh, the, the energetic transfer, uh, that they do through the words, through my voice, through my body, uh, is real. And I think that's what a lot of what people feel when I'm with them, when I'm doing a reading with them, uh, they feel it, they understand it, they get it. And, um, and it affects you whether you are conscious of that, yeah. <laughs> whether you are, you know, consciously aware of that. Um, or not, you're, you are getting, you're getting a blast. No, I feel it today. Like, I just want to move my body around and I don't know. I, I feel like my mind is like, yeah, we're not going to worry so much about this, but you're, I feel my body taking over kind of in a weird way today that I hadn't before. Yeah. Great. I love that. I love that for you. I love that that's happening to you. What if I just like strip down naked and just like, I'm here for it. <laughs> you know me, I'm, I'm absolutely here for it. And the yes. light just turned on. <laughs> I think that's spirit saying, please take off your clothes. Um, <laughs> I, um, 
No, this is a great topic. I, I'm really, uh, uh, I hope you got out of it as much of it as, as My I body did. I was did. really, <laughs> I was really, uh, um, surprised at how dense that was. It was really dense. Um, all right. So, uh, I want to just remind everyone to like, uh, rate, review the podcast. If you're enjoying it, um, you can get in touch with us, please shoot me an email. I want to know your stories. I want to know your questions. Uh, oh I my want, God. I would love to hear people's stories and questions. I want to hear stories and questions. Uh, email me james at the spiritedbody.com. I'm also on, uh, Instagram, uh, at the spirited body. And, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I want to know what you're thinking and what, uh, what's happening with you guys out there. Um, all you fellow experiencers. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you can digest this information um, and uh, it is impactful to your life. So until next time, I'm James. And I'm Katie. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.